into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great people at the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team, they have you covered. Go above and beyond with the best legal counsel out there. That's AmandaJGentry.com. And, of course, TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, the workout the best workout that you can get in Middle Tennessee is available to you at TrueMathFitness.com. Your first workout is also free at TrueMathFitness.com, so get involved today. Zen Sports, promo code ATOZTN gets you up to $1,000 on your No Danger First Wager. Tell you more about that and the VIP program that Zen Sports offers you later on in the show. Uh, so people are firing coaches already. Scott Weaver says Ackerman needs to be gone and Bowen with him. Uh, <laughs> so the case for Ackerman has never been stronger. The, or I guess the case against Ackerman has never been stronger. Shane Bowen's defense. Uh, yeah, I do. I do think you guys are a little bit dramatic on Shane Bowen. And I, you know, I'm not, I, I know that nobody's going to want to hear that today, but like, the defense is still allowing just barely over 20 points per game and that Sean Murphy Bunting got hit with an illegal contact penalty and then gave up a 55-yard completion afterwards. I don't think Shane Bowen's got anything to do with that. Now, the third down percentage is a big question mark. I know that that was something that Jim Schwartz was a part of and that is suffering. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that Shane Bowen's calling perfect defense out there or that the Titans have a defense that's infallible, but I do think it's, uh, you know, I do think it's a bit dramatic because, you know, the larger issue is you had four straight three and outs in this football game. The defense was good enough to win the football game and Sean Murphy Bunting gets hang, ha- hung out to dry at the end because of the way that this goes down. The defense was kick ass in the red zone today. Like this, sh- this, here's the thing. The game should have been a blowout. The Colts should have come in here and kicked your ass up and down the field. And they didn't because the defense was good enough to win a football game. It's just that the thing that killed you is the final drive of the first half until 11 minutes and 30 seconds in the fourth quarter. You did not have a drive last longer than three plays. An offensive drive lasts longer than three plays. It's hideous. When they are bad on offense, they are the worst quantifiably. And I'm not saying it was an all an offensive problem today. I'm not saying it was all a defensive problem today. I'm just saying that there is, there are almost no teams out there, no football teams out there that are good enough to survive a series or a series of series where you go four straight three and outs. It's unthinkable. So um, we'll work through these things together. Your two rivers Ford take is thus, what was the worst thing about the way that the Titans fell 31 to 28 in overtime against the Indianapolis Colts today. Uh, Scott Weaver says Burks was a non-factor. Uh, that's the worst thing for you to know. Well, Burks, listen, Burks has missed a month with a concussion. Okay. Like he he played 10 snaps. There's like, I, I don't know what I don't know. He's not gonna be dropped in there and immediately be given, you know, 30 snaps a game. I think that's a bit nonsensical. But if you were expecting something out of Burks today, then you know that's that's fine. Like he's a first round pick. You have a high, I mean, maybe you still have high expectations. I don't have high expectations for Traylon Burks, but I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think that's all his fault. Um, so like, I'm not been out of shape about Traylon Burks snap counts today. Nuclear says the play calling. I assume he means offensively. Jody Finn says you've seen this Colts game a hundred times. Ridiculous. 
Ronnie Crowder says the officiating today was horrible. Eh, I don't care about the officiating. The officiating was, you know, the officiating. Uh, officiating everywhere is is poor. I just, I, I, I don't want to dismiss its ability to impact a game at any point. But, like, the last thing that I want to talk about coming out of today's particular Titans game is any kind of impact by officiating. Uh, just shut it down for the rest of the season. Crazy start. It's the players on the field. Why didn't you have Hooker on Pittman? That three and three, that third and three, you took Henry out of the game when the team was up in overtime, can't score a touchdown. It is crazy that they uh, that they had a red zone drive where Derrick Henry wasn't handed the football and they ended up having to set, settle for a field goal. Some of that stuff I completely, I completely do acknowledge uh, is worth questioning. Um, but... I, Chris Flint has the correct answer, and we'll we'll read for you Chris's answer here in just a second, right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service. Go above and beyond with your car buying experience because you know Two Rivers Ford goes above and beyond for you. I'm a customer. DeAndre Hopkins, for as long as he's in Tennessee, is a customer, Coach Mack, Ramon Foster, Don Davenport, so many other hundreds of thousands of Tennesseans, well-served customers at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet over the course of their 40 years of existence and into the future, tworiversford.com for more information. Your Two Rivers Ford take what was the worst part of today's loss by the Titans to the Colts. Uh, Chris Flint says it correctly, nothing is worse than two back-to-back blocked punts. There was all kinds of weird shit happening in this football game, okay? Um, the double fumble play, right, where Levis, uh, Levis, it should have been, I thought it was an interception. They called it a fumble, a fumble that, you know, like the Josh Dobbs fumble in Jacksonville last season to end the year uh, or to end the regular season. They called it a fumble by Levis, Levis then immediately goes and strips the defender to recover his own fumble to retain possession. Uh, One of the weirdest plays I've ever seen. You had the two back-to-back blocked punts, the second of which probably means that Ryan Stonehouse, and right now, um, you know, I know he's going to have additional tests done tomorrow, Stonehouse. I saw him in the locker room on crutches with a giant brace on his left leg because he saw his knee get bent backwards. Um, I don't, I haven't heard anything about season ending. I just know that the expectation is that he's going to miss some time and that there's only five games left for him to make a return. Stonehouse got hurt today. Simmons got hurt today. Jeff is not expected to be done for the year, nor is Josh Wiley. Both of those players ruled out with knee injuries. And then Derrick Henry is in the concussion protocol. He did not return. Um, It is my end. It is my anticipation. There's only been one player to go into concussion protocol in a game or to get a uh, get a concussion in a game and then return the following week. That was Jamel Dean, ironically enough, uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Titans. Um, so it's my anticipation that Derrick Henry will not play on Monday Night Football in Miami when this team when this team travels to Miami to play the Dolphins on national television. God help us all. Um, so what, but none of that, none of the weird shit that happened today, not the 55 yard completion, not the, the, uh, the fact that you opened your game, your, you opened the game scoring a touchdown on your opening possession for the first time this year, and then let the Colts march back on three plays, the very next drive and score a touchdown of their own. 
Out, not the fact that you had two Colts receivers go for over 100 yards and Alec Pierce threw it on only three catches. Michael Pittman did it on 11, right? I mean, he's they, they couldn't stop Pierce when it mattered. They couldn't stop Pittman at all. Um, they did take away the run, which was the thing that killed them the most, but then they couldn't stop the passing game, which is another issue entirely. None of that, none of any of the things that happened in this game, the weirdness that was, felt worse than the two block punts. There's no way, especially given the fact that Stonehouse is likely, if not done for the year, expected to miss a decent amount of time and is arguably your most improved football player on the team. He's arguably the best football player or the best player, the best at, let me, let me say this, the best at what it is that he does on the football team. Ryan Stonehouse does not have an equal, right? Jeff Simmons is not the best interior defensive lineman in football. Um, but he's up there, right? Stonehouse actually is the best punter in football, and now to have him hurt on two back-to-back block punts um, where Josh Wiley just lets a dude go and run right into Stonehouse's knee. Bend, it looks like it hyperextended the left side. It got him turned around, and he's just in a puddle of himself. Afterwards, it was a uh, it was a mess. Um, it was a mess today. King was concussed prior to overtime, says Aaron Bratcher. Yes, uh uh, Derek was concussed in the fourth quarter. He had that play where it looked like his face mask bounced off the turf. Um, and, uh, he went into the tent, did not return. So he was not available to them in overtime. Uh, Ronnie Steed says the coaching staff is incompetent period. Again, I like, I feel like it sounds like I'm just caping up for the coaching staff on a weekly, uh, weekly basis in ways that, you know, I'm, I'm not that, like, I just don't think it's that hard to see that the coaching staff today, the special teams uh, did not do their job today. But I just don't know how you could look at this game, see the way that the Titans secondary played to give up a 17-7 lead, see the way that they fumbled about as an offense behind that terrible offensive line and weren't able to accomplish anything today and blame the coaching staff for that. I just, I, at some point there's going to be accountability and and some, somebody in some capacity is probably either losing their job at the end of the season. Uh, Mike Vrabel's not losing his job at the end of the season, but somebody in some capacity is probably going to lose their job at the end of the season. And I, you know, I, I think that some of that, some of that change will be absolutely fair. But like the fact that this football team with absolute, with you and me out there as rostered, active rostered football players is out there playing for overtime in ways that they have absolutely no business doing. I, I continue, like I thought today they overachieved. And I know that you have, and I know that you are not going to be, I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you to be satisfied with that, right? I'm not I'm not saying that you should be good with that and I'm not saying that you shouldn't demand more from the players or from the coaching staff in general. I'm I'm putting my head in my hands because like I I hate to come back here every week and talk about the same shit with you guys, but like they're just not good. They're just not good enough. And and to just look around and say, "Well, this coach needs to be fired and that coach needs to be fired and all these different things." And like I'm not I don't think the coaching staff is perfect, but I just don't understand how you can look at today's game and draw the conclusion that like, for example, Vrabel needs to be fired, right? As some of you will, and you're entitled to your opinions, but I just, I just don't understand how that could be the takeaway. Reynold says, uh, but coaching has to have the team prepared. 
They haven't all year. Again, I think they are prepared. I think they're just dog shit. I, I, I don't, I don't, and maybe, maybe I am so accustomed to seeing them play this poorly and from seeing such bad players on the field that I've lulled myself into a, into that lowered expectation for them where I come at it today thinking, yeah, they put up a fight. That's more than I thought they had any business doing against a football team. That's better than them. The Colts are seven and five. Um, and the Titans are a four-win football team. Like I just, I that that does not to me. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm like, I'm not saying that you guys are outright wrong or that I'm outright right. Right. I, I'm, I'm willing to take some, take some feedback here and potentially be, if you can, if you can point like to say that they haven't been prepared all year is incorrect. Right. Of course they have been prepared. What the hell else do they spend doing during the week? And I know there are some things from a technical standpoint that have been picked apart on uh, on the internet. I know Keith Bullock was doing some criticism of the coaching today. And that's all well and good. But what I see from them is a football team that gets prepared during the week, goes out there, and isn't good enough to compete. Again, that falls on the coaching staff as much as it does the roster. But the reality of the situation is the reality that we've always known is that the roster is flatly not good enough. Uh, Jeremy Graham says, stop doing it, Buck. It damages your credibility. Oh, 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 Jeremy thinks my credibility has been damaged, does he? Uh, it damages your credibility. This team as a whole is a failure. Yes, I know. I've acknowledged that. Uh, and it's the coaching staff. And yes, Vrabel needs to be held accountable. He is the one that signed off on keeping Kelly as a coordinator. It's not like he was forced to keep the guy. Listen, Tim Kelly, I, I don't even know how you could evaluate Tim Kelly reasonably behind this offensive line. <laughs> Guys, like, it, it's it's not like we don't come back and talk about the same shit every week. And and while I, like, I, I'm not, I, I don't ever, I'm never, ever going to tell you guys uh, that you need to settle for something. I just, they're, they're like, firing them with if you fired a coaching staff and brought in an it's like firing Frank Reich, right? Did firing Frank Reich do anything for the one and nine Panthers? No. Do you know why? The one and nine Panthers, or I, I guess I think they're one and eleven as of today. Did firing Frank Reich do anything for the one and eleven Panthers? No. You know why? Because they're still a dog shit roster and they can't be fixed in real time. And they probably can't be fixed in the offseason, unlike you, who still has the opportunity to do that because they don't have any damn draft picks because they traded them away to get the number one overall pick. When in reality, they don't have anything around him. That's, that's kind of my thing with, with this. Again, the coaching staff is not perfect. I have plenty of issues with Levis or with uh, not Levis with, uh, with Vrabel's philosophical approach. I think on the whole, especially given that they're still trying to play Derrick Henry centric football with a, with a team that's not built to play Derek Henry centric football. Um, that's, that's why my front, I, I, that's why I guess I get frustrated by this because nothing has changed. And yet you, and some of you, I'm not saying all of you, I think Moten, the vast majority of people are realistic about the situation, but the idea that you somehow expect something to change when, when nothing about them, nothing about them has changed. Nothing can change about them other than the quarterback situation. And the difference being is that this quarterback gives them an opportunity to actually compete, to play for overtime. The offense 
put them in a position to go out and win this football game today. The defense gave it up on a 55-yard uh, a 55-yard completion. Aubrey Calvin is uh, is asking me um, what's what's my take on Duncan's second start. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let's talk about him specifically. Let's talk about the offensive line specifically tomorrow because just in full transparency, um, I haven't I haven't had the chance to watch back just it. Like if we're gonna talk about a specific player, I want the opportunity to watch just him back rather than you know the the thousand foot view, which is what we we're, we're, what we are immediately doing now. So. Um, I know it wasn't good, right? But we, we we can we can dive into the specifics of where it was not good uh, later after I've had more time to watch him. So I, I I think that when we talk about the Titans, let me let me quickly remind you that the primetime show is presented by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. AmandaJGentry.com is where you go to have your constitutional rights protected if you feel they are being infringed upon. Nobody will fight more fiercely for you than Amanda J. and her team. Find out more information about the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry and how they can help you at amandajgentry.com. So, listen, I, I think that, the, I think that there, there, are, there are a lot of things that have to be fixed, right? I think on the list of things that have to be fixed, if I was to like tear them, right? If I was to take my my handy dandy, I feel like I'm in blues clues. If I was to take my handy dandy notebook, right? And list all of the different things in order of stuff that hurts him that hurts them the most versus stuff that hurts them the least. I think I would go through 10 things on that bullet point before I got to the coaching staff. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the, that's kind of the purview that I'm viewing this right now. Offensive line, defensive backs, the linebackers were shitty today. Once they lost Jeff, they didn't have the ability to stop the run. It's just, it's a paper thin roster that has some flaws. And yes, the coaching staff isn't perfect. They're certainly not good enough to overcome this. Now you can fire them for that. You can fire all of them for that if you want to. I think that is a bit misguided. And also your ownership does too. They're not going anywhere. So like, well, Vrabel's not going anywhere. Maybe he'll make some change. I'm, I know Mike will make some changes in the offseason. The extent of those changes remain to be seen. But Mike Vrabel's not going anywhere. So like in this season, unless there is some giant scandal that sees that man fired for cause, right? Unless there's Urban Meyer's level, Urban Meyer levels of credit card and co-eds at a bar and stuff like that, like that. Mike Vrabel's not going anywhere. So like it's it's almost a wasted exercise to bring that up when you know and I know that Mike Vrabel's not going anywhere because the coach or because the ownership has said, yeah, we're kind of ready to ride this out with him and then continue to make an evaluation. So I think that uh uh Reynolds says Buck, you just questioned uh the coaching staff uh on not having Henry in on third and three, but then say it's not the coaching. Yeah, it's not all the coaching. That was just like, like I'm saying, I'm you just heard me say the coaching situation is not perfect. They are they are so terrible that you cannot afford to have one poor series that is mismanaged by coaching. I will acknowledge. I'm absolutely willing to acknowledge that that situation was mismanaged by the coaching staff. And also, one series should not kill them. You know what kills them? Four straight three and outs. Like that's not all coaching. That's execution. That's offensive line. Their their problems are layered. 
you can't <laughs> you cannot look at one three play series and say fire the coaching staff after that. And you, I mean, well, I mean, you can. You're just going to be wrong, and it's not going to happen that way. Uh, so we will we will uh, continue to we will continue to talk about the things that they cannot fix in the meantime, because this coaching staff is going to ride it out for five more games, and then how much different it looks in the off season. We can discuss that then. What I do know will be the case is that Mike Vray will be at the, will be at the head of this thing, and so we can you know we we once they have different players, and if they still suck, then we can start talking about Mike Vrabel as the head coach. But right now it's it's a bit of a wasted exercise. So um, I think that uh, I think that as we talk about the different places, the different places that it that it felt bad today, you know, not the kind of not to kind of uh, dig in a little bit, but the back-to-back punts were really brutal, and that that is just the, that's that's a, a core situation where the one thing that you've been able to rely upon is Stonehouse just being an absolute missile out there, right? And today they couldn't even get that accomplished. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with Craig Ackerman. If they make a change with Craig Ackerman, it wouldn't happen until the end of the season. Craig Ackerman is probably the person on the coaching staff who is most uh, subject to not being brought back at this point. And that, I think, is kind of the place that you can exist right now. Um, Jack Penfold says, Carthon will shine this offseason. Watch and see. I am I I am fascinated to see what their offseason looks like and, how, and what role, how big of a role Rand Carthon has in it, right? And, and whether, <laughs> whether or not how big a role he has in it is disclosed to us because it's a pretty nebulous situation with Rand right now, uh, even if it's not to the extent of the hit piece that was put out uh, from the New England area. I guess that was last week. Um, Chosen says, waiting until the end of the season is dumb. Okay, well, you like I said, you can think it's dumb. That's the way that they're going to do it. I'm, I, It's like somebody asked me today, just to kind of put a bow on this thing, and then we'll move on to some good news, because the good news is that you are going to avoid uh, a couple of season-ending injuries, because that that would honestly that would have been the worst part of the loss is is if Jeff and Wiley and and Henry and uh, and Stonehouse all were set to miss an extended period of time, and and you know we what extent uh, that they will miss remains to be seen, but we'll find out in the coming weeks. But to kind of go back to this comment, because I like I understand why why you would be frustrated. I, listen. I want you guys to know that I understand why you're frustrated. Even even if I push back on you sometimes, I think one I think you can handle the pushback. Like you're at least as far as I know you're all adults in here if you're uh if you're under 18 in here. I don't I don't know. I this 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 show should honestly come with a warning label like cigarettes do because I don't I don't particularly want anybody under the age of 18 in here cuz I'd like to be able to talk to adults, you know, in an adult slot, right? But when somebody asked me today why Kyle Phillips with a, was a healthy scratch. And I simply responded on Twitter, well, Kyle Phillips doesn't play special teams anymore. Chris Moore and Colton Dow do. And the person, I think I think uh, the name was, uh, I, I, I'm not going to be able to go back and find the tweet in real time, but the person responded to me and said, honestly, he said, with all due respect, that's a ridiculous take, Buck. It's a ridiculous take. And I had, like, I didn't respond because, like, I don't care and I'm not, not going to take the time to respond to, a bunch of people on Twitter just because it's the cost benefit of spending time responding to people on Twitter is not worth it. But I wanted to respond 
buddy, that's not a take. You asked me for an explanation of why the coaching staff did something. I told you why the coaching staff did the thing that they did with no opinion around it. Hey, you asked me, here's the decision that they made. Here's why they made it. And then, you know, you're coming at me because I have a ridiculous take. No, no, no. You're, you're allowed to disagree with the coaching staff on whatever they do, right? Nobody's, nobody's, uh, nobody's stopping you from that necessarily. But if, if you look at this and you say, oh, I think I'm getting a bit robotic. If you look at this and say, well, wait, here's, and, and I provide you with the comments, it's just, it's just what they're going to do. It's not an opinion. It's is going to do and how they're going to move forward because that's how they do things. And you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. Like it's, it's, it basically it's don't shoot the messenger is what I'm telling you uh, at this point. Anyway, we'll keep it. We'll keep it moving on, uh, on the primetime show. Uh, Ronnie Sneed says, okay. And yet Burks was sitting on the bench doing nothing, absolutely nothing. Now, that that's a reasonable thing for you to be upset about. But Burks also doesn't play special teams, right? Um, Burks also doesn't play special teams. And you can't have that many dudes up on your roster as wide receivers who don't play special teams. It's just not something that they can do. So anyway, uh, we'll keep it moving. Uh, we'll keep it moving on the primetime show. Here in just a second, we'll get to the good news right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the wonderful people at Zen Sports. Download the Zen Sports app, plug in the promo code A-T-O-Z-T-N, and they will get you up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager. Zen Sports is the place for you to wager on all of your favorite major sports, whether that's basketball, whether that's hockey, College football is coming to a close very, very soon. And by the way, the, the four-team college football playoff, absolutely insane before the NFL slate started today. And anyway, you can major, a wager on the college football playoff. You can wager on the NFL, the NBA, college basketball, the NHL, and everything in between at Zen Sports. Plug in the promo code A-T-O-Z-T-N, and they will get you up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wager. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, um, as you look at the Titans' circumstance, it could, been, it could have been made much worse today because of Jeffrey Simmons uh, if he was set to miss, miss an extended period of time. Now, Jeff, uh, it was reported by Jordan Schultz of DraftKings, and a, or excuse me, of Bleacher Report, that Jeff Simmons is not expected to be done for the season, that it is not a season-ending injury. Now, they only have five games left. You can debate the merits of whether Jeff it is worthwhile to bring Jeff back in uh, in that situation. But um, Jeff and Josh Wiley not expected to miss the season. Derrick Henry in concussion protocol likely. Uh, we'll see what Derek what Derek's practice week looks like because they will have an extra day to get him up to speed, uh, if they, you know, if if that's feasible at all, but it's entirely likely that Derrick Henry is going to miss Monday Night Football in Miami. Um, and you know, I think at this point, you know, Derrick Derrick is best served getting getting a, a well deserved break. Anyway, uh, so the good news on that is that Jeff Simmons is going to be able to manage the situation. It would appear 
Uh, and, uh, you know, in hearing, uh, in hearing a couple of different, uh, uh, in hearing a couple of different things about frustrations and, and how players are handling this, it's, you know, it's good to see Will Levis managing the situation as best he can. Uh, Will Levis today got into it with DeAndre Hopkins, right? Uh, Will Levis and Hopkins had a miscommunication. Uh, Levis didn't really expand, neither did Hopkins, on what the miscommunication was on the route concept that uh, Hopkins, it looked like he thought he should have gotten a PI. Levis, I, I don't know what Levis was exactly demanding out of him. I'm not a lip reader, but you could tell how animated Levis was with Hopkins on the sideline and that the coaching staff immediately, in fact, Tim Kelly immediately went over to talk to Hopkins about whatever it was that went wrong on that particular play. You guys know the the uh, the deep uh, incompletion uh, intended for Hopkins on the right sideline, uh, or at least on the home sideline that I'm referencing. And then you saw the exchange, I'm sure, on television or if you were at the stadium. Levis talked about that today. I thought it was a good moment. I thought it was a moment of leadership from the rookie. Because you have to be able to keep that same energy with not just guys who are your age, but dudes who are grown-ass men and veterans the way that DeAndre Hopkins is. And I thought Levis answered that question well in, in how he expects, basically how he also, in the same way that DeAndre Hopkins holds him to a high standard, um, Will Levis plans to hold DeAndre Hopkins to a high standard as well. Is that something, Will, that you, I guess, gain confidence in doing in these games? You know, getting after a teammate, after a play? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just... We, we hold each other to a high standard. I mean, he's, you know, I, I mean, I'm allowed him. I allow him to express his feelings towards me. And I feel like, you know, vice versa. So I, I'm just getting more comfortable with my relationship with him and everyone else in the team. I'm just trying to get us in the spot to win, to win games. And if that means getting on somebody, then, uh, that might be how it is. But, um, you know, just trying to find a way to make the relationship, you know, as make sure that the relationship with the person uh, makes sense for how to get the best outcome. So that's Will Levis speaking about his relationship with DeAndre Hopkins and how he as a rookie is comfortable managing this situation. Uh, it's no small thing. And it's like I said, it's baby steps. It's signs of progress. It's whatever you want to make it. But it is a good sign to see the rookie managing the situation and kind of being comfortable in that position the way that Will Levis is. Uh, we'll wrap things up with a Sunday fun day note here in just a second on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll do that uh, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Uh, no workout ever recycled or repeated. TrueMathFitness.com always puts you in the best position to succeed with the best coaches, with the best training staff and the best option. Sign up for a membership, have access to the great facility in downtown Nashville, or like I said, get your first workout free at trumavfitness.com. All right, so Sunday Funday is what we have up next. Uh, and we there's a couple of different things um, uh, that I that we're there to pick from today. It's been a it's been a largely entertaining day of football, but the one thing that Bert is uh, Bert decided to highlight for us is this exchange with the San Francisco 49ers players and the Philadelphia Eagles head of security. Um, apparently, his name is Big Dom. Bert is going to have to play the video because for some reason it's being a bit laggy on my end. So here is the exchange fully documented courtesy of ESPN. 
Let's go downstairs to Tom. What's going on down there, Tom? You're Kev, seeing it. Kev, that happened maybe five yards away from where we're standing. You can see that it's when Greenlaw reached out toward Dom, who provides security and so much else. He's returning to the Eagles. Over. Personal foul, number 57 of San Francisco, who has also been disqualified. The team told you they could do that after looking at it, and he has been thrown out. That's enormous. Dom is going to continue to just raise the ladder of local heroes here in Philadelphia. <laughs> there might be a statue of them if the Eagles win this game. Wow. Now it's a heavyweight fight. Wow. Now you... He's going to sell a lot of t sweatshirts. He's going to sell a lot of sweatshirts. This is unbelievable. We talked to you about the trash talk from last year's championship game. They had a little bit of a scuffle before the game. And now it's all coming out as the Eagles trying to get back into it on this drive. But it's kind of like you said, the Eagles were kind of asleep. And you wonder if they're giving them the juice to wake up here. I think so. That sideline was fired up. They, they did not like the way great Dre Greenlaw took Devontae Smith to the ground. That was clearly a personal foul. And then the subsequent getting in the face with the sideline led to the ejection. So Drake Greenlaw, obviously the 49ers, a defense full of stars, but it's a monstrous loss. So good for them. Oren Burks will probably get most of his reps, even though he technically is a starter anyway. I wonder if they're telling Dom, the security, head of security here, talking to the officials, are they telling him now he might have to leave the sidelines? I, I wonder if they're going to make him and Drake Greenlaw I, I, both leave the sidelines. Which is kind of wild because he's the head of security. He's yeah, no, he's, they're making him leave. He's, it, he's walking away. His responsibility is there. Yeah. I think you're right. This, this is unbelievable. Tom, let's go back to you. I know a lot going on down there. Kev, that's exactly what happened. Greg was all over it. They they came back, motioned back over, and Dom is now leaving the sideline. Wow, you want to talk about a spark for this sideline. Sirianni saw Greenlaw make contact with Dom. That ignited people. And now, if you're going to go one for one, Dom, who's supposed to provide security, is on his way out. Wow. He's been with the organization forever. Aaron, you're on the other side around Greenlaw. What's up there? Yeah, Dre Greenlaw standing right in front of me, guys. You see it right there. Hands on his hips. Kyle Shanahan's just been going after the official right in front of it. He isn't leaving the field right now, too. Guys, this is wild. <laughs> I'm telling you, he, he's he's the most popular guy in Philadelphia right now. Look, he's getting a standing go. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I mean, we started the broadcast telling you he gave us a great restaurant deal last night. Now <laughs> he's getting a standing go at the link. So that is the exchange in Philadelphia. Uh, it was completely out of hand. That ended up being a blowout loss. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers visiting in that game. And uh, it was it was pretty crazy to see. Now, the other thing that I thought about nominating for Sunday Funday was today's Titans-Colts game. But like like I said, I didn't want to dig into you guys, even though it, it was a thoroughly like science experiment game. It's as much fun as I've had watching a Titans game this year. I know the result isn't what you wanted and I know that you you don't care whether I was whether I'm entertained by your football team or not but I did think that here's what I'll say uh it's it's about the nicest thing I can say about the Titans 
they fought their asses off today. Like that's, that's, that's my thing. That's kind of the thing that I come back to about, about like, you know, issues for those of you who have issues with the coaching staff and stuff like that. Like if I saw a football team that had quit, right. Then I would think it would be fair to talk about the coaching staff. Now, I don't think that NFL players ever quit necessarily because there's always something to play for, whether it's your next contract, whether it's your next, uh, whether it's, you know, your uh, contract there, whether it's uh, an opportunity for another team, if you're an undrafted guy, if you're like a fringe roster guy, the, the Titans went out there today and I thought truly fought their asses off. That's why I continue to come back to, they fought their asses off and their best just wasn't good enough. Right? Like that's, that's where, that's where I'm at with it. Like they, they fell short, not because they didn't try or because, um, because of some massive coaching gaffe or something like that today. They just don't have the horses. Um, and it's a consistent theme. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put a bow on it that way. Uh, Jeremy Graham says, dig as much as you want. We need to bury the holes and bury this team. <laughs> oh, God, I'm worried about some of you. I really am. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't ever like, I don't ever want you guys to feel like that. Like I'm, I'm coming after you a little bit, or I'm having fun at your expense. I really don't intend for that to be the case. It's just like, genuinely, I came away from that game and be like, oh, okay. That wasn't like a lot of times, many times, especially in the last calendar year, I'll look around and be like, the hell did I just do with my Sunday? Like Miami, Miami is probably going to feel like that when I fly down to Miami on Sunday and, or, uh, Oh, yeah, on Sunday for Monday Night Football. Miami is probably going to feel that way. Today, you know, I th- it was an enjoyable game. Uh, it was a weird game. I don't know if it was a good game, but it was an enjoyable game and an entertaining game. And, and you know, unfortunately for, for Titans fans, it just it didn't go in their favor. Um, anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. We appreciate you guys spending your time here with us. Uh, Chosen says, Duncan cried after today. This was a tough one. You know, a lot of people sent me that screenshot and I, I didn't talk to Jalen about it. I didn't see it until, you know, after we were well out of the locker room, uh, the screenshot that many of you took of the tear or what appears to be a tear. I don't know if he's sweating. I don't know if he's crying. I, I I know all these dudes care. Right. And like, that's, that's, that's why Vrabel's up there saying I hurt for the players afterwards. Cause he knows all those dudes cared today. They went out there and tried tried their damnedest and you know they just they don't they don't have it in them they, they, I mean they do have the fight in them they showed that today and that's that is a good sign that they don't have the talent or the ability to get over that hump is the larger issue that we continue to come back to time in and time out uh prime time made possible by the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage make sure you go to garyashton.com if you are in the market to sell your home, don't sell without the intel that the Ashton team can provide. GaryAshton.com for more information. Uh, radio show. We're gonna we're gonna get into this. I I feel like three hours isn't enough to get into the, all the weirdness of this game, but obviously we'll go level by level with it, quarter by quarter through it. We'll keep you updated with the latest information on Henry, on Simmons, on Wiley, on Fulton who got hurt in this game, and uh, and on Stonehouse as it becomes available to us. And, you know, there's five more weeks. We'll we'll see. We'll see what they've got. They are winless in the division. That's a big problem. They're not making the postseason, even though they're not mathematically eliminated just yet. They need a lot of shit to happen. And it's unlikely. Like today felt like their best shot. Um, not just at a win on the schedule, but 
that like it felt like we got the Titans' best shot today, and that's that's kind of what I come back to on this theme of I, I don't want to call it I don't want to call them hopeless, but there's a clear ceiling there, and I felt like they achieved that ceiling, and and just were not able to come out on the winning side of it, uh, unfortunately for them. So. That's going to do it for us tonight. Three hours of radio tomorrow. It starts at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone. I can't wait to see you guys there, and I will spare you the indignance of the Colts fan. Uh, We'll end with the Chargers. (laughs) The way that the Chargers fans beat your fans in the parking lot. Tough scene.